0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. My name is Ethan Schultz. I'm your host of the True You Podcast. Here at True You, we have conversations with people living their best lives in hopes that you will gain value and joy. All right, we are back for the 59th episode of the True You podcast. Today we are blessed to have Miss Miss Bridget Larae on with us. Bridget is an award-winning speaker, transformational coach and best-selling author. At the age of 33, she comprehended the fact that her that her current, current circumstances was not what she wanted with her her legacy to be and began her own transformational journey. Bridget Luray is a reformed bad girl with a desire, purpose, and mission to edify others to heal from past traumas and operate at the level of their fullest potential. Bridget is not shy about her background of poverty, anger, promiscuity, self-hate, drug and alcohol abuse. She provides tools for individuals who struggle in those areas and are ready for change by using her introductory program, The Bridge Method. She transparently shares the tumultuous story of the first 33 years of her life. In her best-selling book series, "The First Thirty-Three: One Woman's Journey from Trash to Treasure," hey. thank you so much, Bridget.
1: You're welcome. Thanks for having me, Ethan.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've been blessed to have a, a, a little bit of a chance to to chat with you about your story, and and uh, I was like, man, I just I felt like that whole conversation could have been a podcast. So I was I was excited to get you on here. So thank you so much for hopping on.
1: You're welcome. Well, when great minds get together, you know the conversation can <laughs> go on and on
0: and on. Yeah, yeah. So I'm. I mean, I. So we just met, and we're working an incredible event together that I'm so excited for. Um, and I, I loved just chit-chatting a bit with you about your story. And when you said like best-selling author, I was like, wow, that's that's incredible. And then the thirty-three, that age, and the impact can you just share i mean a, a little bit about i know that the bio explained a bit but just your story and and how that led to the book and
1: where that is today yeah for sure so when i turned 33 i realized like i'm now in the same age jesus was when he died mm. if if for those who know the story um jesus began his ministry at 30 so he lived only 3 years in ministry And the amount of greatness he performed in those three years, the life saved, healing blind eyes, turning water into wine and just doing so many great things in those three years. I thought about it when I turned 33. I said, well, what would my legacy be if I died today? And I was like, okay, I turned up a little bit. You know, I did, you know, still in it at the, at the age of 33, you know, drinking, partying, smoking, sleeping around, just having a yeah. good old like, <laughs> time. And I was like, dang, if I die, I haven't made any notable contributions to society whatsoever. Mm. And I thought about it. I said, I don't want this to be my legacy. Mm-hmm. So I put myself on what I call a spiritual boot camp where I was reading my Bible. I was, I I turned off secular music, period. Um mm-hmm. stopped cussing, drinking, smoking, having sex. Um, and I was only listening to motivational anything. Podcasts, mm-hmm. um, audiobooks, YouTube videos, things mm-hmm. of that matter. And I just went all in. Like if you want something you never had, you heard it. You got to do something you never did. That's something I've never done. Mm -hmm. And at the age of 33, I started going to church regularly Sundays and Wednesdays. Like I was, I was all in and I was like brainwashing myself with positivity. So I had to unlearn all the things that I learned that helped me in bondage. And at age 33, I found myself in in my uh, studio apartment in Hollywood and I was praying and, and I was just speaking, you know, we have the power to cast out demons. Right. So I'm speaking to these demons, like you have no power over me. Like, I'm God, you got to get out of that. And I just, I just started to saying Jesus, Jesus, Jesus over and over. And I was like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And then I fell to my knees. And I just started speaking in tongues. I was like, you know, I'm in there by myself. I'm low-key scared. Like, what the heck is this? What's going on? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but so at the age of 33, I was saved, filled with the Holy Spirit. And and my life has never been the same. Like, God's just really changed my life. That's so,
0: that's so amazing. I love that that's, that's the tie-in. Like, that's what, the, that's what you had was kind of a revelation of Jesus and his story. And that impacted your life. That's so amazing. Thank you. Did like, did like the creativity just come out then in the book? Like how did, how did that, like, did that come after you had that breakthrough experience Your writing or was that, did you start writing
1: before that or? How well, did that start I always had the, for a long time, I had a dream of writing. I was like, i want to write a story about my life. When I get, um, you know, once I get to it for like uh-huh. 10 years, I've been saying, I'm going to write a book. So at 33, I asked myself, what is one thing I would regret not doing if mm. I died today? And I thought about it and I said, I would regret not writing a book and telling my story so that mm-hmm. other women, people like me, people, women, men, children, male, female, whoever, yeah, can know that they're not alone in a lot of the things that we go through in life and that if God can bring me up and through, a lot of things I went through, he can do the same for them. Mm-hmm. So right in the book, was the one thing I would have regretted not doing. And, I died. and then I end up going on Hollywood Boulevard, you know, with my, my <laughs> camera girl and my camera. Oh, <laughs> and I asked so many people on Hollywood Boulevard the same question. Like you can go to my website. The video is up there. Okay. And so many people it was funny so many people would have had regrets if they had died at that moment
0: the question mm-hmm.
1: shook them they were just like what and besides one man one man and he was like i have no regrets said, what do you mean you have no regrets He's like you you live and everything that's supposed to happen happens he was from india you know they have a lot of knowledge and wisdom and he just said he have no regrets and i and that really that really stuck with me so i was like i want to live my life to where i have no regret like yeah or not like everything that happens is supposed to happen
0: Hmm, that's interesting that that only that one person said that how, how many people did you ask that question to do you think maybe like 25 30 people wow do you notice anything in how he carried himself or how he like, cause that that's interesting to me. I'm like, I'm wondering how people live a fulfilled life. If they live like that, like I have no regrets and like what that does to them, what that does to who they're around.
1: Yeah. And it's funny. I kept trying to convince him that he has regrets. He was like, you know, <laughs> but he was just very peaceful, sure of himself. He was walking um, down Hollywood Boulevard by himself. And um, I was just very jolly. Like, Hey, you want to answer a question for me? He was like, what's your question he just carried himself like yeah just a, a breath of fresh air just humility just walking around yeah you no know, personified he was he was an amazing individual and um ever since then i'm like i want to live my life where i have no regrets and That's i think perfect. the way that we can live without having any, any regrets is just being in the fullness of our truth like whatever we do be
0: a fullness of our truth. I love that. It, it sounds like this whole experience just gave you a ton of life. Like you're just like, all right, this now, now I'm like, I've got a, I've got a lot to go get out and do experience. Yeah. So it was um, like,
1: I got to get up and get off my, get out of my head and get to living, get into life.
0: Yeah. Get out of your head. Like, it sounds like you, like, and I I feel like when i because I had a moment where um, in May, I feel like I had a similar experience with Christ and it's, it's interesting. Like I felt just such a release of weight almost like I don't, I'm no longer having to carry the load of life on my shoulders. Now I can experience freely because I'm walking with him. Like uh, it, it, it's, that's just reminding me of that experience. And it's like, like your story and how, I'm sure that invited a lot of people into doing that same thing. Like just when we, and and then you say, get out of your own head. It's like, man, as soon as we do that, we can just
1: be right. Just be, just get out there. Just be, just be. It's funny. I was telling, um, I would like to hear your story. what, What happened in May actually?
0: Uh, yeah. So, well, actually, and I, I'm pretty open about this. I, um, I've, was microdosing psilocybin for a little bit and that's actually the experience that opened me up was Was when I was doing that and I I would always consider myself a Christian but I never felt that I had um had a um breakthrough experience like where I was talking and, like receiving that love and I felt it and it shook me and um and that day I, it did I just really slowed down and was it was talking like kind of similar to you when you were saying Jesus Jesus like I was just um opening up my heart I would say uh and it was when I was experiencing that that journey that I was on with with psilocybin and I'm not recommending people go out and do that but it did uh it did for me help and and um ever since then I just wrote it down 523 21 I wrote that down I'm like this is I'm committed now I'm gonna surrender you know and the word surrender comes up for me and that's what I hear when I when I hear you with your story too it's like man at 33 you're like well and, and maybe i'm I'm wrong yeah. on this, but my as it occurs to me, it's like I, I just was choosing to live my life now, let go of all of the things that were I was wrestling with and just yeah. experience life to yeah. its fullest.
1: Like, yeah. Well, that's beautiful. i'm 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 so grateful that you came to that conclusion that you know your life is yeah. definitely worth living because we need you here. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't have had the pleasure to know you and to meet you and do this podcast with you today or to work with you on the team with Awaken, it's funny you mentioned surrender. Um, Awaken is, for those of you who are listening, it's a a training that is held within the GAP community, gapcommunity.com. And that's what Ethan and I are are volunteering on the team for. Um, So within Awaken, um, in the GAP community, they talk a lot about surrender. Mm -hmm. And that's a way that we can overcome you know the habits and the behaviors and the things that we are accustomed to. Is that when when a habit starts to form, starts to take over in the moment? Like we have to be aware of that moment, right? And instead of just succumbing to doing the same things that we've done, I'll speak for myself so people can understand what I'm saying. So um, for me, marijuana has been, a struggle. and. I know if, I, if I'm around marijuana, it's fine. But if, if I start, if I hit it one time, mm-hmm. and then I have it around me, I'm going to continuously you mm-hmm. know, smoke, smoke all day long. and yeah. marijuana has great medicinal effects. Um, mm-hmm. I know people who has cancer, I have a friend who has pancreatic cancer and he credits marijuana to the reason why he's a miracle today, because pancreatic cancer, a lot of people go within six months, but he's been living for like uh, four or five years to pancreatic, pancreatic cancer, he credits it to marijuana. So I know it has these medicinal effects, but for me, I had a the um, personality when it comes to marijuana. So, So in order to kick the habit of marijuana, I have to instead do something new. I have Mm -hmm. to surrender Mm -hmm. in that moment, say, okay, this is what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Here's the marijuana and um, I'm hitting the marijuana. Like this is what I'm doing. I have succumbed to this habit. Mm -hmm. So in that moment, I can be aware of it. And then I can choose to do something new Mm -hmm. instead of, oh, I'm not going to do this. No, I can do something new. I can. So I'll tell you what I did. I took it and I cut it up, <laughs> I like cut it up and I threw it in the trash. Usually when I was trying to quit, I would like give it away. Like, I don't want to waste it, you know, cause uh-huh. it's you know, some good green. <laughs> <But> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the last time I threw it in the trash, so mm-hmm. that would give myself the visual that this is trash in my mm-hmm. life. And if I want to mm-hmm. be well, Bridget Leray, one woman's journey from trash to treasure, mm-hmm. then I need to leave the trash in the trash. Mm-hmm it reminds me of when we were talking on the phone about um,
0: like you're because you like I think it was actually when we had our team meeting when we we had our little zoom corner session we we're talking about um, who we are in certain communities or certain areas that we've had that that lean in on like vulnerability like or, or like we're just like we're vulnerable we're willing to, like, to kind of be sucked into these communities or these environments that may not be the most serving and then we spoke about who, how authoritative you are, and how strong of a woman you are. And it's like, how would how would that situation be if you showed up like that? If that lady that was authoritative showed up in that space that we we're struggling with, that we both have in our own lives, different ways of being in different environments that aren't serving. But what if we showed up like that person that we know we are, and like grounding ourselves into that authoritative figure, that I'm planting my flag figure, kind of like what you just did there, throw it in the can, yeah. But like, because man it just gets me excited when we think about who we are at our finest why can't we be our finest all the time why can't we why can't we introduce that person into every scenario or whenever we want
1: yeah it's um you know authenticity is what came up for me like mm-hmm. being our authentic true selves like no matter what environment we're in and that is one of the things that I'm I'm big on just recognizing the environment that I'm creating Whenever I step in a room, it's like, what environment am I coming into this room in? Not what environment is the room, but what environment in, am I, Bridget LaRae, at this moment? Mm-hmm. And I know I want to always be in an environment of love. Like, everywhere I go, I want to bring the love and the non-judgment. I want people to feel loved and able to be themselves, their, their authentic selves around me, to, mm-hmm. to know that this woman isn't judging me because she's mm-hmm. been through some things. She can relate in mm-hmm. one way, shape, or form.
0: Yeah, I love how uh, in our, our awaken and in, in space they ask, you know, what's your vision or who are you uh, standing uh, or like, what's your stand? I think and like who you're you're be, going to be committed to being. Like the two words when we picked the two words, um, you know, I picked compassion and fun. But it's like when you pick your vision, like, well, who, who, what do I want to stand for? And like those two words for me, it's like now that kind of inspires action. Like it, like it, I look at like that even subconsciously. I'm sure it's taking an effect where I'm like, hmm, what would that fun, compassionate Ethan be doing or saying, or how would I be walking up to people? Like it's uh, it's fun to think about that vision and standing for something.
1: Yeah, you know we we have to we have to, and we treat people we teach people how to treat us with how we treat ourselves. So, like you and I were speaking on the phone, we were both in a car, in which that could have been a podcast, totally. Yeah, uh, speaking about how when you know we have grown through a lot of things in life, and we've learned, and we've went through these trainings, so we have um, became new, new in some ways. And but when we go home and around people who know how we used to be, then a lot of times we can revert back to that old person. So I think that's why having a vision of who you stand for always need to be at the forefront of our of our mind. Like who am I? Even in this environment with people that I know that I love that know me and know how I used to be. So who am I in this moment? And how can you go about creating that with you instead of mm-hmm. engaging with a lot of the activities that I used to do that I no longer care to do? Like that's not me anymore.
0: Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. How
1: can I show up for them and be a role model for them? You know, change. Yeah.
0: A and and I think what a lot of people miss out on in that's in that type of a you know process is like They think that they're taking away rather than giving, and I think that if you're if you're focused on giving yourself that that um, that love of being your best self, that's actually for them too. It's 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 something that's very positive for them for them to see that, and that's what people I think oftentimes miss out on is like because it may not on the surface it may look like it's conflicting or you know, against this, the norm, or they may not like it. They may not like me, um, but what they're seeing in, in us, if we do that, is positive growth. And if they continue to watch that, that's that's a really, that's a gift. That's a gift that you can give those people.
1: So. Exactly, because as you grow and your vibration is lifted, it's going to raise the vibration of everything and everyone around you. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's not about us, it's, it's not. I had to realize that too, um, that it's not about me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I realized that in a strong way recently. Uh, I had my brother, he's 41 years old and he just passed on Halloween. Oh, Thank you. It, it was very tragic, 41, he had heart disease. Mm-hmm. And so I was home in Ohio with my family, comforting my mom and just being with my family. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I've been working on is building a coaching practice. Mm -hmm. And one of my clients who has been through the bridge method called me at that moment. She didn't know what I was going through at the time. So when she called, I told her like, Oh yeah, I'm in Ohio. My brother passed. And you know, she sent her condolences and everything. And we were sitting on the phone, but I could feel it was still something that she wanted to share with me or ask me i knew it was just still something there so i said Mm -hmm. i'm gonna sit and see what happens and she eventually said tell me the things that she was going through in life and she expressed how she was in need of my services Mm -hmm. as far as coaching Mm -hmm. and i was like okay see the ego the human the flesh in me started to feel like oh wow you know how like, isn't that selfish? She's asking me about, you know, her problems. I'm telling her I'm, I'm over here grieving and going through this with my brother. I'm here to comfort my mom. But then the Holy Spirit kicked in like, mm. this isn't about you. What I'm doing with your life is way bigger than you. And, I'm, and I feel like the Holy Spirit allowed that to happen at that moment so that I can really see in real time that it's not about me. That even this hurt and this pain, this grief that I'm going through right now it's a lesson I'm always I, f- I pride myself on being able to find a uh, purpose to pain yeah yeah that I, that's I, good because yeah, there is behind all of it there's always purpose to the pain like even even with my brother passing like that's that's made me take life a lot more seriously and my health mm. and the things that I put in my mouth and you know it's like i'm i'm Consciously being more healthy. I got my
0: the purpose. Get it, girl. (laughs)
1: Uh, Like your whole story
0: reminds me of purpose to pain. Your whole story of the first thirty three. Like there's a lot of pain. I'm sure that was mixed up in that. And would any of this be possible today if it wasn't for that pain? Probably not in the same light. Maybe in a different light, but not in the same light. So, and, and I think finding that. Purpose is is like uh, it can be difficult, but if we look for it, you know, and we may not know right away what it is, but God will reveal it.
1: Definitely, I'm a true believer. To everyone, every single person, every human has a purpose. Every single person, and I, I think life is about, you know, just walking in it. And every day we get a new day, so we can figure out our purpose. We don't know what it is. Yeah, your passion. What are you, What makes you happy? What What lights you up? Mm, mm-hmm. And for mm-hmm. me, it's helping other people and just sharing with people, being vulnerable, and just creating that space where other people can be vulnerable wow. as well, and they can shamelessly share their story.
0: Mm-hmm. I love when I
1: share my story with people, and then they share a vulnerable story with me, and they're like, "I've never told anybody that. <laughs> and, and don't tell nobody." I'm like, Yeah. So that feeling comes in when you're able to shamelessly share your story.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And when you, I, I think that um the more you find yourself, the more shamelessly you're you're willing to do that. And then and the more empowering like like I feel like the more time that I get grounded into my vision of who I want to be, the more firm it is. The more that I can I the more that I'm I'm feeling confident about who I am and and sharing it. Um, you know, just like the Awaken journey going through that breakthrough for me and in, in, in summer and then transitioning quite a bit and then having that event and now working the event now, now sharing that love with other people. Um, I love it so much. Tell me more about I, I just your story of being like the best selling author, like, man, that's got to feel amazing. Like what, what took place? Like, how did that? Like that story of becoming a best selling author. I know the book, but like, and now there's three versions of that too. There's, there's, you're working on the third version of the, or the third edition. Of yes, the
1: book. it's a trilogy. When I first started, it was going to be a four part book, but that's okay. We get, we can always go in and rearrange some things and, 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 <laughs> and you know, we can change our mind, do it over. Uh-huh. Uh, so now it's going to be a trilogy, it's three parts. The and there are number one international bestsellers on Amazon. Mm. The Amazon's a different uh game i want my goal uh-huh. is to um to republish and be number one on uh you know the new new york times number one bestseller so after the third one is out I'm going to put it all together and do like a uh, make a movie maybe a bio a bio a docu series that's what they call it a docu series with the books. Yeah because I'm telling you, I, I know I'm a bit biased because I wrote the book, but <laughs> they are so good. Like you literally can see, you're not just gonna read it. I'm not just telling the story. I am, you're gonna be able to visualize the story with me. You're gonna laugh, you're gonna cry. You're gonna get into the characters. Like you're gonna be mad at the characters. You're gonna be happy with the characters. I love that. And I it's, love a, that. it's an awesome. I awesome love
0: the belief, I've got to read those things. I'm going, to. I'm going to read them. I'm gonna read them. To. Um <laughs> the bridge method was developed out of your writing, or when did how did
1: that come about? Yeah, the bridge method. Well, listen, Ethan, I've spent thousands and thousands of dollars on mentors, on seminars, on coaches, mm-hmm. just things of that, that matter, books, things that matter, everything. And the bridge method came out of just a collection of the things that helped me Mm -hmm. over the years. So I just put it together and, and actually right now what I'm working on is formulating an online program for the bridge method, because what it was, was Uh one-on-one, but I feel like I can reach more people by having an online course and, and also doing group coaching. So I'm working with a mentor of my own. Dr. Richard Martinez. He's awesome. Um, people can follow him on Instagram. At it's Richard Martinez. Because he Shout gives, out to Doc. Yes. He gives so much great <laughs> free information when I tell you. And he's a man of God. Um, he also has uh, a church now, Rise. And it's, it's virtual, but we meet every Sunday. He mm-hmm. just give out a lot of great free information. He's a business coach, life coach, um, relationship coach, things of that matter. So I'm working together with him to put out more content for um, The Bridge Method trying.
0: Amazing. Can you share any snippets? Are we allowed to do that on the podcast or anything that stands out for you, like uh, of an experience
1: that you have with clients through The Bridge Method? Yeah, sure. Um, While working through The Bridge Method, one of my faithful clients, she had been in the closet for a number of years, for our life, actually. She had a secret relationship for about like five, six years. So she had to hide from her, her, her friends, her family, people that knew her best. And when we started working together uh, through the Bridge Method, she shared with me her vision. Her vision was she wanted to come out. She wanted to live authentically. She wanted to be free. Hmm. Um, Now, people's lifestyles, their lifestyle. I don't, uh, with homosexuality, I know it's such a a controversial issue. I don't condemn, I don't condone, you know, the Bible says for us to love one another, John 13, 34, Mm -hmm. a new commandment I give you to love one another as I have loved you, therefore you must love one another. So that's the um, Bible scripture that I live by, to love one another. Yeah. So this client, she wanted to come out to her family and one of the things that we did was worked on that worked on her being authentic and true to herself like what does it mean to come out like what how, how are you going to feel in the moment what is the best possible outcome that can come from you coming out what's the what is the, what is the worst possible outcome so mm-hmm. during the bridge method i have her sit with each outcome so that she's already been there you've already been mm-hmm. in that moment Through visualization, which is huge,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: of your family not accepting you, disowning you, and you've been there. You've done it. So if it happens, you've been there before. Yeah, I love that. That's If they don't, if they do accept you, you've been there before, and it's a joyous occasion. So we set a date for her to come out. She did it. She she's an amazing client. She does the homework. She does the hard work. Awesome. And she came out to her family. It was even better than she could have imagined. Mm, I so, love that.
0: I yeah. love that. And I love that she's full of integrity. That's oftentimes where people get caught up in in uh, the coaching space, or we can see as coaches like, oh, there's there's lack of integrity there. That's and integrity like following through, and like yeah. it's it really is just doing the work like uh it, it, like holding a space for somebody to bring in that vision and those awarenesses is so powerful but then the following through on the actions yes um, and uh if you're a high integrity and you have a great coach man you're 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 gonna just experience a lot of growth um it's really just leaning in leaning in i love that i love that you went through the outcomes with her Um, so then I think that making peace with any outcome, that's something that, um, I think it's been talked about, I believe the sixth episode with Chris, I don't know why I remember that, but, um, we talked about how, like in any situation that's giving us anxiety or something that we're really, that, that has a lot, um, packed into it. Um, it's, it's good. I think for us to slow down and look at what are the different outcomes possible, all of them. Yes. Write down what is that experience going to create and how am I going to respond? What's the best me in that situation? How can I respond in that situation and what, what can be serving about that situation and looking at each of those now by doing that and slowing down and looking at all that, you know, oftentimes we find that that brings in peace. It brings in a, a little bit more of like a, a posture.
1: Yeah. Right. You can now, breathe.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, Oh, I just played out all six possible outcomes. I'm good. I got mm-hmm. it. Oh, I can even write it down. I can even have a little note card
1: on me. I can pull that thing out and I can have that ready to go. Then we realized the thing that we stressed over so long and hard about wasn't yeah. even serious. Uh-huh. It
0: wasn't.
1: Yeah. It can all be so easy. Most things aren't. Most things aren't. I mean, can you remember
0: the like when the biggest deal that we thought in the world whatever it may have been 10 years ago, we probably don't even remember what it was. There's yeah. probably something driving us absolutely crazy at one point 10 years ago. That's gone. We have no idea what it is.
1: I can't even think of anything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and there there are those big moments that we'll remember too. But there's purpose in the pain, right? Week, pain. Listen to the girl. She knows what she's talking about. There's purpose in the pain. But yeah, all those little right.
1: things, it's like, if- oh, you cut out. I didn't hear you.
0: Oh, that's weird. I don't know why I did that. But the the purpose and the pain, like um, what you were talking about, but even in uh, most of them, we don't even remember them. We don't even remember those experiences that we had that were driving us wild 10 years ago. And I think that the quicker that we can uh, confront or maybe I I would say uh, approach or follow through on a lot of these things uh, or or lean in and look for them, (laughs) what opportunities do I have that are giving me a little bit of tension? How can I seek those out? You're going to come through the other side of that with growth every single time. And if you look for that, man, you can start piling up a lot of a lot of good stuff.
1: Yeah. Once we look for it. It's funny. um, I talk a lot about I share with people about synchronicity, Mm. how um, a lot of things come to me, I think, because I'm aware of it. For instance, say I'm driving in the car and I'm listening to Joel Osteen on Sirius Radio, which I recommend to people because my car time is is university time. I'm always learning in the car. It's a podcast. Joel, uh, Pastor C.D. Jakes, someone. Mm -hmm. And there's always, every single day, a synchronistic moment where I'll be listening to something and there, the radio will say a word and I'll literally look up and the word is right there or it'll say um, holding, lifting up a banner. Then I'll look over at someone lifting up a banner. So I'm just like, wow, the universe just really does speak to us. God speaks to us through anything and everything. And I think it's just, it's just so beneficial to be aware. Like once we're aware and we're, we're looking for things in life, it starts to come to us. And it's so funny. It's always someone with me because I'll tell people this and the, I'm like, do you ever experience that? And I'm like, no, like that's weird. I never experienced anything like that. So then when they are in the car with me or we're anywhere, I'm like, did you notice that? They're like, yeah, that's weird. I don't know what to feel about that. I used to get scared of these little moments. Like these, I call them miraculous moments in life, but they started happening happen to me so frequently, Ethan. I literally started keeping a, a small little notebook of synchronistic moments and I would try to put the words together to see if there was a message in all the little words that came to me throughout the day that God was trying to send to me. I still haven't put, the, put it together, but um, I just do believe that when we stay aware, things just come to us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think opening your heart up or that surrender and that like being open to receive and not, not have to put meaning on anything, but be ready for meaning to come to you. I think that synchronicity is oftentimes the way I used, I used to look for them so much that I would create them in my own mind, whether they were there or not. And as soon as I, uh, as soon as I slowed down, Um, there's been experiences, uh, that I've, I've noticed them come in. I I saw like, there's this number that always popped up and I looked it up and it was an angel number and that's something that I had experienced, but then like certain words or certain, like, uh, um, like one company that I was with when I was going through a transitional period, didn't really know what to do or what was right. That, that word kept popping up. So it's really interesting. Like when you need it the most, he'll provide it. That's my, that's my belief.
1: Yeah. That's good. I'm glad we can connect on that level. Like, we, we understand each We're going other. Deep, girl. We're going deep. Let's do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we can get it.
1: Um, so, I do want people to just know how beneficial this AWAKEN training is that we are doing. Um, yeah. January 27th through the 30th. It's a four day intensive training where literally. You look into your beliefs, your habits Mm -hmm. and your way of being and 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 how you show up to other people in the world. Because a lot of times we we have a lot of blind spots with one of the things that I learned going through the awakened training, because in order to be on a team like you and I, are, you have to have been through the training before. One of the things that I learned about myself going through the training is that I did not see myself. As other people saw me, I thought I was so sweet and loving and.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hell no, Bridget.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. I'm so, in doing right. the exercises, yeah. the group exercises that we did and it getting the feedback a lot. from the people, mm-hmm. oh my God. When yeah. I tell you, Ethan, I was. <laughs>
0: It's a very, um, a very immersive and uh, what's the word like hands-on sort of a, a, an environment that this event had, like the whole thing four days of it, uh, and, and I think the exercises opened up so much like awareness and like like that really like it it opened up the opportunity for like a wound to be presented just which is good. And then to, to heal it together, to bring awareness in, but like, it's, it's like open heart surgery on your spirit yeah, your mind. Um, yeah.
1: Literally turn it yeah. <laughs> inside out.
0: Like Yeah. It's incredible. Um, and that four day journey, uh, gap community.com I think forward slash, is it awaken? Yes. Okay. Yep. And then, um, and there's other links too, and you can reach out to me or Bridget about that. But yeah, it was so, so incredible. I think that that was, uh, and I've been to all the seminars, not all of them, but you know what I'm saying? A lot of them. Um, yeah. The Firewalk, Tony Robbins, I've done a lot, you know, big name people. And I think that this one is the most impactful one. Um, And I think it has to do with just the love that they have. And then also just like the, the, all the planning and the, the, the community aspect and how it's like, it's very, It's very personal and like loving, and like we're very connected when we're there. And I don't Mm -hmm. think that that was, and when there's larger events, it's tough to get that same experience. And yeah, the perfect size for it, but
1: yeah, I think that I don't know how it's a God thing, it's a God movement Mm -hmm. because to create an environment, and I've been to many of Gap Community trainings as well as other places, other trainings and And within everything that the Gap community does, always an environment of non-judgment. It's like mm-hmm. ego is out of the room. And mm-hmm. it's just all about feedback. And it's not negative. It's not positive. It's just feedback. Like you just seeing how you show up in the world, how you mm-hmm. have and your behavior and it has shaped your your being,
0: yeah. Yeah, it's so, it's so incredible. Um, that's January 27th through the 30th. Uh, so any questions, reach out to us or go to gapcommunity.com. I also want to hear, or for the audience's ears, um, as we land this plane, this went pretty quick. Um, yeah, it, it's easy talking to you, Bridget. You're full of joy. Um, I. I know there's, well, you have your site. So what's your Instagram handle? Is your site? Where can, they, where can they find you, your book, all that good stuff?
1: Yes, all my Instagram is at Bridget Leray. And my book is, you can find that on Amazon or you can go to com. And if you go to BridgetLeray.com in order, I will send you an autographed. But (laughs) money too, (laughs) (laughs) and a special. Let me know that you are ordering from True You Podcast, and I'll send you a special gift.
0: Oh, hey! All right, all right. I'm gonna put my own in now.
1: (laughs) Yes, and you can also go there for more information on the Bridge Method, and the online courses will be available very soon. But if you are open to one-on-one coaching, you can um, contact me. Bridget LaRae at Yahoo.com.
0: I love it, Bridget. Thank you so much. Um, One last thing. We always end it with a general message, whatever is is speaking to you right now for the true you audience. So however you'd like to leave our, our fans here. Mm
1: -hmm. No pressure. (laughs) (laughs) No pressure. Well, you know, one thing I do want to leave the true you audience with is just be you, be the true you. Live in the fullness of your truth. Let me tell you I was a I'm a registered nurse by trade and I used to be a hospice nurse and one of the things that Just was near and dear to my heart are the elderly and I was I had a patient was about 93 years old and at the time I decided I wanted to interview these patients because How often do you just get to go around, you know deaf and dying every day? So I said to the patient what's one thing that you want to pass on in this world that's going to live far beyond you? Mm -hmm. Out of all your 93 years of living, what do you want to pass on? He was rocking in his rocking chair. He thought about it and he said, I wish I would have lived in the fullness of my truth." And I said, well, what does that mean? He said, just speaking up when I wanted to speak up, not holding back, saying no when I wanted to say no, saying yes, just living freely and openly and being authentic so that's what i want to just leave with the true you audience be, be be the the you. <laughs> i love it be you and if you need to to overcome your past get into therapy get you a mentor get you a coach, get you a coach yourself so that you, you can be the best version of yourself for others
0: we're here together right i love that
1: oh and then I can't believe I almost didn't show you all. The
0: oh, get There you go. I love it. look at that. Three, a seller.
1: Best seller. <laughs> That's volume one. I, I'm gonna then- read that before
0: awake, and I'm gonna read that. Oh, there she is again.
1: Volume two. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you so much, Bridget. It's been a joy having you. I love it when I get to ch- get to chat with you. It's only been a couple short weeks, but you're amazing. I love your energy.
1: Thank you.
0: Um, really nice. to work this event with you. If anybody needs to get in touch with her, feel free to reach out to us and uh, check out Gap Community too and um, have a wonderful uh, Christmas. Merry Christmas.
1: Merry Christmas. (laughs)
0: Happy
1: holidays.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Happy holidays. I appreciate you, Bridget.
1: All right. Peace.
0: This episode was brought to you by Good Buds Co. Good Buds is a Southeast Minnesota leading cannabis brand that is actively inspiring people to grow their belief in the benefits of the plant, while creating a vision for better health, economic change, and community awareness. Their scientifically proven products have gotten raving reviews and are an absolute top choice to boost your overall wellness with a natural solution. And, as a social business, Good Buds prides itself in being a give-first company. After all, we could use a Good Bud. Find them at www.goodbudsmn.com And for a 10% discount on your next purchase, enter in TRUE-U, all lowercase, and enter that in the coupon code space upon checkout. Also, be sure to follow them on Instagram and Facebook by searching GoodBudsMN. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the True You Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan Schultz. Until next time, deuces.